0: Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob. Now, I'd like to be honest with you about what you perceive your problems are. Um, I run a mentorship program for about 380 property investors, and we had our awards night and celebrating some of the successes and many case studies last night. And most of the people who'd done really well in our property mastermind program, when they were sat on the stage talking about their journey and stories, They said, uh, you know, it's a roller coaster and it's been really hard and it's been a real challenge and it was chaos and a nightmare. Um, And then they say afterwards that they've got five grand, 10 grand, 17 grand, 25 grand a month in net income. Um, And so there's a few things I just want to point out about your journey. So generally, I think people tend to perceive extremes when it comes to their problems. So some people think that it's really hard, it's really difficult, you know, it's hard to set up a business, it's hard to make money, it's really hard, the journey's really hard. If anyone tells you it's easy it's bullshit, it's really hard. And then there are other people that are like, oh, it's really easy, you can be rich really quick and blah, blah, blah. And generally, they're the only two extremes that are mentioned on your journey towards success. But I think that the reality is it can kind of table tennis ping pong from one stage to the other. You can have good days and bad days, hard days and easy days. But I want to put things into context. So using property investors as an example, when a property investor who's quite new has a down valuation for the first time or an investor pulls money at the last minute or they get a mortgage turned down, they act like some massive diva, they um, have a meltdown, they throw all their toys out of the pram like it's the worst thing that's happened in the world. Now I'm not criticizing anyone who reacts like that when they react like that because I reacted like that at the start. And I can still sometimes react like a chimp or a child um, you know, when things happen to this day. But the way that I try and get my head around it, and I've got quicker, I suppose, at reframing this situation is, my problems are not problems. So a good friend of mine who's in one of my mastermind groups, his dad passed away two days ago. Another very good friend of mine who I've been mentoring for many years, who's become a successful businessman, his best mate who was the same age as him, like 40-ish years old, just died. know, there are people in the third world that have to walk 10 miles to get water, or or people who are starving. And um, I know you know that I'm not, you know, trying to pull at your heartstrings. I'm just trying to say to you that your problems aren't problems. And if they are, they're first world challenges. They're certainly not third world problems. Now, I don't say that to, um, you know, shame you. I say that just to help you put things into context. It's also coaching for myself because, you know, I'd say for five and a half out of every six months or 11 out of 12 months, I'm a pretty positive guy and I I can tend to see challenges as opportunities and I can tend to talk myself around and see the upside. But, you know, every one or two weeks for those six to 12 month periods, I can get myself stuck in a bit of a hole where it's usually when two or three bad things happen all at once. Um, I interviewed um, a hostage negotiator and someone who's Uh, helped hundreds of people uh, from preventing suicide. And she said, usually people get really down and depressed when there are three big problems in their life, it might be really struggling at work, you know, struggling with relationships, and then maybe, you know, a loved one passing away, or I don't know, their health's really bad, their family and relationships really bad, and their money's really bad. And so it's usually when three things all come at once, we can usually handle one or two, but not three. And, you know, I'd say six to 12 months, three of those things align for me. But I've been very lucky. You know, my dad's 75 years old. He's had a a lot of um, health difficulties, but he's still here. And I know people whose parents have died, you know, in their 40s or 50s. I um, had a a lunch with someone yesterday whose husband died when um, he was 35 years old. Sorry, when she was 35 years old. And I've never had that. And I know that that's coming. And it scares the shit out of me. And it's going to come. And that's going to be... far harder thing to deal with than these, you know, I'm not saying there's small challenges in my business, but I make them bigger, we make them bigger. um, Because, you know, we we sweat the small stuff, or we forget what's really important when we're stuck in that moment, or we just bury ourselves in the problem rather than looking at the solution. So uh, if I could summarize this, 99% of your problems aren't problems, they're challenges, which you can uh, find an upside in, you can grow through you know is normal. My business partner has a great attitude to challenges and problems. And that is that um, when it gets really difficult, a bit like me, sometimes from time to time, going to going to lose his shit or act like a twat. We all do. Hopefully we don't do that in public. Hopefully we have good sounding boards, mentors, people that care about us to do that too. We're allowed to do that because we're human. I'm not saying you're not. But try and minimise the time that you react like a child or a chimp because, um, you know, it's only children that react emotionally. As adults, we should be able to manage our emotions. But what my business partner's really good at is going, OK, so this is difficult, really difficult. Like, for example, getting planning on a massive building. And he works out if it's difficult for me, it's difficult for everyone else. And it means that my competition is struggling, too. And it means that it's pushing the competition away. So if I can get through this and figure this out, I've got a strategic advantage that my competitors don't. You know, I think it's a good attitude to look at your problems and go, well, you know what, I get to solve this problem instead of why have I got this problem? I get to solve this problem. Uh, Again, you know, we all have our inner chimp, so that's allowed. But um, when I've dealt with a problem in, in a good way, I've usually thought, well, I like having this problem because I know I can solve it and other people can't solve it. And what that means is I have value that they don't. What that means is I would be perceived as a leader uh, and that would inspire other people to follow me because I solve bigger problems. And the people who solve the biggest problems on the planet and for humanity are the people that are rewarded with the greatest reach, impact and revenue. They're the billionaires who are solving humanity's problems and getting us off this planet or saving this planet. And these people are, you know, making huge impact and the, the, the money follows. So if it's hard for you, it's hard for your competitors. It's hard for everybody else. And then remember, contextualising what's hard. Losing a family member young, that's hard. You know, having a downvowl or having a client, you know, um, default on a payment or having a couple of people online trolling you. Well, that's definitely a first world problem. So contextualise third world and, and first world problems. I think this makes us and forces us to be grateful. Because if you go, here's my first world problem, compare it to a third world problem, immediately you've created a big gulf between your problem and the bigger problem, making it smaller. And then you can almost be grateful for the problem because you haven't got a bigger one, because it can always be worse. Things can always be a lot worse and a lot harder. Um, and that just really struck me. It was quite funny because all the people that came up on this VIP award ceremony from my property investors were saying it's been such a roller coaster, like they were surprised. What, did they expect it just to be level? Life is a roller coaster. Emotions go high and low and high and low. You know, like when parents say, oh, I've got two kids and they're both completely different. I can't believe it. Every parent says that both their kids are completely different and they can't believe it. But if every parent says their kids are completely different, and they can't believe it. Surely it's normal and they should be able to believe it. So things surprise us that shouldn't surprise us because that's the way it is. Yet it still surprises us. So life is a roller coaster. You are going to have ups and downs. You are going to be blindsided. You're going to have challenges when you don't want them. Of course, if you had a challenge when you wanted it, it wouldn't be a challenge. So it's only a problem when it su- shocks or surprises you and blindsides you. You know, when you say, oh, why does it happen to have to happen to me now? It's such bad timing. Well, if it didn't happen now and it happened when you want it to happen, it wouldn't be bad timing. It'd be good timing and it wouldn't be a problem because you'd solved it. So your problems are always going to blindside you. And all you can really do is learn from the problem so it doesn't blindside you next. And and I try to coach myself because, again, I'm not perfect. I'm trying to, you know, develop my own skill set and go to a higher level in that each time a problem comes, it's an opportunity to turn into a challenge, to make something better or to fix something for it to not happen again. And then once you solve that challenge, you earn the right for a bigger one. And of course, I used to naively wish that they'd all go away and I could sit on the beach smoking my cigar drinking pina coladas, in my pants, having passive income. Uh, And of course, that's possible, but that's not possible without problems being solved on a daily basis. And, and really, business and wealth is about continually solving bigger and bigger problems and the reward is bigger and bigger. Now, that problems could be solved by you or it could be solved by a staff member or someone who's better at solving that problem than you because they have a, a better brain that way. Whether it's a bigger picture thinker for ideas and strategy or whether it's a more technical, analytical person for problems and difficulties. Hmm. So some things to think about there. Your, fir- your problems are first world, not third world. Um, I think it could be worse for most of us. And um, therefore, be a little bit more grateful. Take your business and your work very seriously, but not yourself. What's really helped me um, just become a bit more confident. Uh, A lot of people I speak to recently are worried about putting themselves out there and they get themselves into a dark place and a hole. I'm not a naturally confident person. I've learned to be more not confident, but prepared to put myself out there and accept the good and the bad that comes with that. But take your work and your art really seriously, like want to be the best, but not yourself. If you have a bit of fun, you know, if you don't worry, if you make the odd mistake or look a bit silly and you can take that on the chin and you can deal with that. I think one, life will always bring you the gifts that you want. Uh, And two, people admire that. I think I think they admire when people don't take themselves too seriously and they can just see that you can handle situations that come your way. Um, and, And I think they find that quite inspiring. I certainly do. And I've tried to be more that way. Sometimes I put a lot of pressure on myself and then um, I I make the problems bigger than they are because I put pressure on myself. And then when I put pressure on myself, there's more pressure to solve the problem that I've already made bigger. And then it just gets harder. Um, So yeah, so just a few things to think about uh, on your problems and dealing with them. And if you have any that are busting you or you're really struggling with, then reach out. If you're listening to the Disruptive Entrepreneur uh, podcast, join the Disruptive Entrepreneur community on Facebook and go in and ask your question and tag me in. Um, There is no entrepreneur that doesn't have all the same problems as every entrepreneur. So you perceive maybe that the struggles you're having only you're having or why are you having them or why are others doing better um, or you can't deal with them when you perceive others can or whatever. Um, But we all have the same problems. Every business has um, staff problems has customer payment problems, has, you know, retaining good talent problems, has marketing and um, PR and legal problems. Every business does. So you should reach out and ask other entrepreneurs like myself to help you because we've been there. Um, And we probably can give you some strategies of how we solve those problems. But if you don't ask, you're never going to know. And that's why I set up my page where you're watching this video. That's why I do my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. That's why I have The Disruptive Entrepreneur Facebook group. So it's, it's a community where we can help each other rather than you just listening to me. So if you are watching the video, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. If you're listening to the podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur, make sure in the Facebook group, The Disruptive Entrepreneur's Community. Thanks for tuning in, Um, have fun, don't take yourself too seriously, contextualise your problems, realise their first world, go out there, solve them with a smile on your face, be an inspiration to others, and I think everything that you want for your life, uh, you can get there sooner. But thanks a lot, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.